Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome to the AEW Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT, but... Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's my number. This is baby. <laughs> and the final show from AW before AW Revolution this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Wilbur, what am I looking at right now? I can tell you what you're not looking at right now, and that's not the alarm on your clock. No, it's not an alarm set of this one, I'm no. afraid. It's just not happening. Uh, I'll watch it when I get there. I'm... Ugh. Look, the two matches on here, one of them should be... One of them could be great. Yes. Particularly in front of a hot, energetic, fresh, live crowd. The other one does nothing for me, if I'm being completely honest. And uh, I'm expecting, imminently, probably just after we yeah, stop recording, some really cool match to get um, announced because the solar tickets, they're probably not, ex- there's not one match that they could do that they are willing to put on Rampage that's going to get an extra thousand people coming up. So it's not a big incentive for them to add something new, but ultimately. Aye, it's weird, this one. It's a live rampage. We're obviously going to do loads of stuff for Elevation. But in terms of a card, like, it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. It's one of those, isn't it, where if you know if you and I were in San Francisco, just, oh, just imagine that for a second. Love San Fran. We were there for... Have you ever been? Yeah. I've been. It's great. So good. Um, did all the, all the touristy stuff. Oh, yeah, cycle over the... Yes, please, sign me right up. Um... It, it, one of those ones, if we were there, God, we'd be having such a good time. But, um, yeah, you're captive audience for the revolution, waiting around till Sunday night. What, how do you want to spend your Friday night? You don't really know anything to advertise for, for Rampage, but, yeah, bollocks, I'm in the mood for it. That's what I'm here for this weekend. Yeah. It's one of those ones where they don't really need to advertise anything. I've got to be honest. The advance isn't good for this. But I'm I'm really scared. I'm really scared about tonight's show. I, I just don't want more matches being added. I get. I'll allow one. What are we on eight for the paper right now? We're on eight. I'll allow one. I which don't I think s- I would sense that the this match may be setting up, or maybe not. Maybe they're you know keeping this for a, a big TV main event because obviously Keith Lee and Swerve have had their history. Fair enough. You want to chuck that on? I, I wouldn't do it if you want. If you're going to chuck it on the buy-in, 
don't disrespect him like that. Give him a main event of Dynamite instead. Um, but anything else, you know, I love Penta and Phoenix. But if they say, oh, I'll tell you what, we're going to do that with the lawyer and his lads. Yeah, yeah, Unnecessary. Don't need it, don't care. Don't need a, I don't need a buy-in at all. Uh, Old show, you were saying. You know, the, I know, you know, we're... We, People have been moaning recently that we always go, hey, stop talking about Evolution 2020. But it's white hot. I mean, it was very early days of AW, obviously, and it was oh, just like that card. But it's night and day when you yeah. compare it to, to, to the, the excitement and the buzz around this one. You know, I'm excited to see what happens with MJF and Danielson. I, I'm nervously excited to see how badly John Moxley and Hangman Page kick the sh- out of each other yeah. on s- Sunday. Generally, uh. so what I have in front of me on my phone is um, something of a um, comparison to another show headlined by a 60-minute match that went kind of long but was perfectly sequenced. The crowd is hot throughout. It'll go down as an all-time show in pro wrestling history. And I'm talking about New Japan Dominion 2018. So we'll go in ascending order <laughs> from the main event back, right? Okay, it was, of course, headlined by the 65-minute best match of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no pressure topping that. Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada, uh, two out of three falls match, which went, um, according to ProFightDB.com, 64 minutes and 50 seconds, but there was a short interval between falls, oh, and it went yeah. to the maximum. So we're talking about an hour-and-a-half presentation. Um... And that was before the video packages and the like. Um, underneath, and you had nine matches, right? Nine. Underneath, you had Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito. That went 17 minutes and 16 seconds. I would expect Paige and Moxley to go about that distance. Yes. Because I think anything more, and you are really kind of taking the piss with how long this is going to go. And for the match, it's kill or be killed. They're not going to do a big sort of slow WWE last man standing match. These people want to kill each other. They're going to go hammer and tongue straight away. So I'm not expecting to go long. I 17 three like counts. That's all I want from the record. Yeah. Because yeah, you're not going to win via a suplex. I think 17 minutes a maximum. So we can use that there. Um, Harumu Takahashi and Will Ospreay went 20 minutes, 20 seconds. I would expect the Elite and House of Black to go a similar length yep. of time. Yep. Um, then he had Cody, Hangman Page, and some arsehole versus <laughs> Hiroshi, Tanahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, my God. What a buzz of a bloody babyface unit. What an absolute buzz. Oh, my God. That went 11 minutes and 35. So something like... Uh, Samoa Joe and Wardlow can go that long. I don't think that needs to go 15. I think that needs to just be a big, proper, compact, intense, unfussy Clash of the Titans. Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, of course, beat LIJ's Evelyn Sonata in 15 minutes and three seconds. The four-way tag, I think you're pushing it for 15 minutes. I don't think it needs to go that long. Maybe the women's triple threat. L, uh, another arsehole, beated, uh, beated, defeated Hiroki Goto and Taichi in 13 minutes, 46 in a three-way. So, again, you're looking at something like, 
What else is on this bloody Cage cast? Jungle Boy? Cage Jungle Boy doesn't need to go that long, particularly with the tone, but I think it'll go longer. That's that's what I'm start, that's why I'm starting to worry. Check the wiki yesterday. Again, I've I I don't know if they've actually confirmed what this I think it's a fight. But I checked it yesterday and some little scamp had gone in and turned it into a buried alive man. Yeah. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, then you had three prelim tags, like Suzuki and ZSJ versus Ishii and Yano, nine minutes. Finley and Juice Robinson versus Jay White and Yoshihashi, seven minutes, 26. And then Despi and uh, Kanamaru against um, Sean Yo went 10 minutes. So look... That card was amazing. Held my investment throughout. It was sequenced brilliantly. This can be done. If he anything more than nine matches, like hook Stokely for four minutes on a pre-show. One, I'll that'd be so inoffensive. If that takes it up to ten, including maybe Swerve and Keith Lee, but that's got to be it. Mm. Nine is your limit. Ten is your absolute limit here. And I'm going to spend the entire Rampage Viewing experience worried about the Excalibur roll call. Mm. It's one of those, yeah, like you say, is people go, oh, well, less matches than last year, but you've got a guaranteed one-hour match. Got to control yourself here. And, it's you know, and I know it's, it's one of those things people say, oh, it's just the stick you always use it to beat AW with. And maybe I'd feel more differently if I lived in America yeah. and I wasn't sat there at 1 a.m. going, right, well, here we go, and sat there at 6 a.m. going... Well, that was epic, but I feel like I need to sleep for about three weeks after yeah. that. Cage and Perry, I feel like, such an unnecessary addition. This could have been a really big built-up TV main event yeah. or, or whatever. Especially looking at those ratings. I know, like, up year on year and one and two in cable and all the rest of it. Like, uh, if you've got matches which don't necessarily need to be on a pay-per-view and the ratings are good, solid, could be better... Save some of this. It's like it's if you're answering so many of your own problems with this Iron Man match. Like, right, cool. Well, we can justify putting mm. like a nice 20, 25-minute Jungle Boy Christian Cage match on TV, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like wading into this conversation because I just don't know enough about it, to be honest. Um, and I doubt that this is going to affect anything anyway. But, like, in the midst or the year of a rights t- uh, TV rights negotiation, being able to say, we don't all just use the telly to settle the pay-per-views. We pull off big, big match, uh. pay-per-view-worthy matches or pay-per-view-worthy feuds paid off on television, which is another reason why you should just give us all of the money, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the matches on this show, though. Let's talk about Mogul Affiliates versus Naturally Limitless. Uh, Mogul Affiliates, of course, being represented by uh, Swerve Strickland and Parker Boudreaux, but no Trench, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Parker Boudreaux is certainly a guy who, who eats his greens, I think it's fair to say. Does, do you reckon Trench has ever tried any of those sort of vegetables before? Yeah, peas before. They're taking on Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes, naturally limitless. Like we said, potentially to set up a, a pay-per-view singles match uh, between Swerve and, and Lee. At least Swerve and Lee would be like a really dynamic short match because they don't want to expose Keith Lee in singles. Mm. So that's one thing going for it. So it could be one of those nine-minute Dominion undercard length style matches. I don't need to see it. This feud's run out of juice for me considerably. I know that they had to write off Keith Lee. And when... This is all very cool when they were teasing the split throughout the series with the acclaimed and even a little bit before... And they were destined to fall out. When the cinder block 
angle happened, or the week before the cinder block angle happened, I just never would have thought, all right, okay, some incredibly green guys are going to be with Swerve, and Dustin Rhodes is going to be with Keith Lee. I just think it takes away from the personal issues, draw money um, element of this, where, look, I know how Tony Khan books. He likes to procrastinate. He likes to anticipate or dither, depending on <laughs> where you find yourself with um, each feud. I know how he books. I know he likes to integrate secondary and tertiary characters and all the rest of it. This, for me, just feels like, why bother? You've got a grudge. Keep it simple, stupid. Like I'm starting to get really tired of this procrastination, the dithering, the adding of different characters to these feuds when, if nothing else, I think all he's achieved here is that the juice is gone, the heat's gone from this once really compelling program. Now it just feels diluted, mm. and I'm not that into it anymore, and it just doesn't feel like these two people are consumed with hatred for one another because there's just different people in the mix who I don't really care about that much. Yeah, I think whether or not they set up a, a thing for the I don't think this match is going to be very good either. Mm. A lot of weird moving parts that could make it go wrong. Yeah, and we always say we love him. I think he's great, and I'm going to say something else about him going forward after this in a second, but Swerve's unorthodox style, let's say, isn't for everyone. Yeah, it worked well against Dustin. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they had a really good... I forgot about that one. Um, I just wish that was the end of it. Mm. I hope Swerve wins and moves on from from this. Maybe not here. You know, Maybe you can give the feel-good thing to, to, to Keith Lee here and maybe loses on the paper if they set that up or whatever but i can easily see swerve going forward i'm trying to think because i'm like right well world title that doesn't work because we've got a heel champion i sense we're gonna i still have a heel champion after sunday so no tnt championship it's the big lads and they're just gonna be well, certainly we got next week's already booked up so no i'm like ooh, all atlantic that was in the future for Swerve. Yeah, what he needs gold. I'd give him gold next. And you've got the nice dynamic of, well, you've got Orange Cassidy, but you've also got best friends. They're a threesome. If you want to do more threesome stuff yeah, with Trench yeah, yeah. and Parker. But, um, yeah, I don't know I don't know who you think wins this match, whether or not it's to settle the pay-per-view or not. That's the thing. I don't care. It's become so <laughs> muddled with add-ons and secondary players and weaving these plots around. It just feels like a bit wanky, to be honest. Um, that I have completely lost sight personally of I'd love Keith Lee to get his revenge. And yeah. I love Keith Lee. Seems like the nicest dude and he's spectacular to watch. I should be really behind him and his single-minded pursuit of getting revenge on Swerve. And I just think they've, Tony Khan's wanked about with another one yet again. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's discuss the other match on this show, though, the uh, four-way tag team match. It is, uh, of course, Top Flight versus uh, Silver and Reynolds, representing the Dark Order, versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah and Aussie Open. Should be fantastic. Should be absolutely fantastic. Um, it's pretty face-heavy. I know Blackpool Combat Club, it's a bit fluid, but Aussie Open... You know, they're kind of heels, I guess. But they're like an acclaimed tag team that people think are really good. So they could play a face against anyone. I'm just trying to work out. This match probably exists to build a challenger for whoever's going to win. And do we get a very overt clue by who's in this match? Remind me who's in it again. So we've got Aussie Open, BCC. Dark Order, Top Flight. Aye. That indicates to me that the guns are going to retain on Sunday. And mm. that... um. I think some kind of bollocks up by Wheeler Utah will further incense Claudio and top flight and get one over on yeah. Wheeler Utah. Top flight win, and they can have a match against the guns before the next act that we talk about potentially make their return. I'll say one thing about this match. It should be awesome. Like, yeah. Look at the talent involved. I'm a sucker for multi-man action. Such a good cheat code when you don't really care about the characters. Just... Give me loads of just blistering, pulsating, state-of-the-art action that's really dramatic, full of saves. Occupies my attention because there's so much to look at. It was a WWE cheat code for a long time. Um, remember 2017? It's dual to five ways. It's class. If people don't care about Roman Reigns, so his singles matches aren't getting over at an emotional level. Let's just have these destruction derbies. And yeah. They were amazing. And this feels a little bit like that where I used to care deeply about the Dark Order. I used to bloody love them. Don't care anymore. Top Flight... I've been burned before by the new emerging act. Acts never stop emerging in AEW. <laughs> yeah. They should stop emerging. Play with what you've got. The BCC, I was so high on the idea behind that stable, the first bits of story that they sort of did. It's just became so unfocused. And Aussie Open are just, yeah, 
Cool imports for three weeks. Don't invest too heavily in them. The match should be excellent. Just I don't have any emotional investment in it. Got a, uh, got a spot for you. Completely agree. Top flight should win this. Is it? Is it physically impossible? It's, it's not, and it's um, utterly pointless to be perfectly honest. But I, it tickled me, so I'm just going to say it. Um, Claudio's big thing. I've got an idea. You go first. Claudio's big thing, of course, is the swing. Always gets a pop. I was thinking of maybe doing something with with Daddy Hungy. Changed my mind. Sorry, Mark Davis or Carl Fletcher, you're getting swung. But because you're Australian, you're going in the opposite <laughs> direction like the plug holes. <laughs> Still time, guys. You can have that one. I've got an idea. I might tweet this. I might tweet that. You tweet that. I'll tweet oh, this. Ideal. Most likes. <laughs> no, I should do a good Don't move. Like that. No, 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 no. It's going to sit. No, no, you've got more followers. No, people are more interactive with you. Uh, you got for better and for worse. Yeah, for worse. Claudio and Johnny Hungy should do the f- amazing sprint round and kill everyone at the same time. Yeah, I, I tweet that and get a little. Light. That's great. That's really good. What time's good to tweet that? What time should we schedule that for? I'm going to uh, about two o'clock. The Yang okay. start to really wake up and get active on Twitter. Two two on the dot. What should we tweet those? No, just gentlemen's spread. No, but no, not put the good just, bruise just, uh, on it. Yeah, because we won't have chance to to recap this really because we'll be revolution stuff, fallout, etc. But uh, yeah, we'll just go on at Adam Sidgwick, at Adam Wilborn, do the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk talk to you uh, about two things before we wrap up here because that's all we've got for Rampage tonight so far. Mm. Um. One I want to end on, because I've, I've been looking forward to this all day, actually, regarding a certain tag team. Before that, Honor Club, Ring of Honor returned to TV last night. Um, what do you make of the direction they're heading? Without, you know, spoiling too much, people should go and check it out. Good two hours, show, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what are your thoughts on... <laughs> we talked a little bit about this on Dynamite uh, Review yesterday. <laughs> Eddie Kingston quitting AEW to move next door. Having, as much as that's bollocks, the direction he's going in, yeah, I'll take that. I wish they had not abandoned the Kingston-Claudio thing because what a shame. Eddie Kingston, there's a few wrestlers, right? And I spoke yesterday on the Dynamite review about how, yes, it's a bubble and it might not mean that much, but if you're in that bubble, it does affect how you perceive characters through their social media activity, and I guess this links the two talking points together, right? I wish Brian Danielson... I don't don't mind that he doesn't give a toss and that he's very carefree. (laughs) It's good for him sort of thing. And he's one of the best wrestlers of all time, one of my all-time favorites. I wish he wasn't so carefree and casual (laughs) in interviews and saying, I didn't really care about that match that I had. I don't really want to win a title. I just want to wrestle some good matches because when it comes time to invest in that TV character, you've had to peek behind the curtain and you know he couldn't really care less about winning that title. It doesn't mean everything to him. So and as I said on the Dynamite Review, it is just as well that he is so good at promos because he worked me into believing something that he himself doesn't really believe in. <laughs> so you've got uh, the other side of that coin is that, yes, it's bubble stuff, but every investment helps in this business. It's all about suspension of disbelief. Uh, the three best people at multimedia storytelling for me are MGF, never breaks character. Nope. I'm obsessed with what he's going to do at Forbidden Door because the man has spent at least a year talking about how much he hates New Japan. 
because he, he missed it, of course, last year. Ah, he was, yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah, on, yeah. he was just like, you know, he's on his hiatus, mm. which I guess is the most all-encompassing way of calling it <laughs> that. I'm fascinated by what he does at Forbidden Door, and when he says he doesn't want to compete there, and maybe gets drawn into competing. I will believe all of that, because the man has spent the last year at least saying that he just hates New Japan, they're all idiots who drop each other on their heads and all the rest of it. Kenny Omega, who built his feud with Will Ospreay and made it credible to majestic effect, right? That was great because I believe that they hated yeah. each other. It was so good. It was so Press well conference. done. Ooh. Yeah, but it was all informed by him and interviews like Fightful going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ospreay, kind of, he's worked out the cheat code to have a five-star match. I ultimately find it very shallow, but good for him. He's worked out how to do it. It's like yeah. you're defensive and you kind of get shaken. And Eddie Kingston's like this as well. Eddie Kingston's a great multimedia storyteller because he genuinely worked me into thinking Fossil, a photo of them, just enjoying a nice dinner together. Like, <laughs> he just hated Claudio, just hated him. And that's been ruthlessly undermined by how he's been positioned on TV and how they abandoned that plot development at Blood and Guts. So I really feel for Eddie Kingston. If you put that much e effort into it and get nothing back, yeah. but at least they're going back to it and Kingston, within a minute, can sell me on this being the biggest thing that his entire professional career has been leading up to. So I love how they're going in the direction of Kingston Claudio. I think that should be an incredible match. The build will be fantastic. Eddie Kingston will be on incredible form. Still a waste. I still, I, I know it's going to pull about, what, 2,500 punters to their WrestleMania weekend show, but I do not need to see Eddie Kingston in a studio. Mm. I just don't. He's, pr he's proven himself yeah. on the national stage. He's amazing on the national stage. Um, I'm sure he'll get back there eventually. I don't believe the plot development that got him there, which, again, it undermines the character. Before we move on to the last talking point, one general thing on ROH, at the very least... All indications coming from the taping are that Tony Khan isn't treating it like this intricate, episodic TV show like Dynamite. You'd hope that it's very match angle, match angle. Yeah. The most very basic, you do this in 25 minutes, I want that match. You can beat him to get to that match. He can kept strong. It won't take him very long. because He's not booking angles. He's not trying to do this overlappy business that works to some extent. It's pissing me off a bit on Dynamite. <laughs> it doesn't require as much thought as what I'm driving at here. And um, if it can just be right, you're going to work that match. I'll tell you the result closer to the time. In the meantime, this is what you book to do. Um, it's very simple. You beat him. You cut a promo saying that you're coming for the next guy. Have at it. It's very... Let the wrestlers wrestle and build their own matches. I'm Tony Khan going to just give you the most basic framework imaginable. It's not in-depth storytelling. The angles aren't wild. Um, it's very much, I can get my guys to develop on this show. So get the trust busters on there. Yeah. I've got my big hitters who I can keep happy by working these wrestling matches that I know you're interested in doing. Have at it, lads. I still wish none of this was happening. I still wish none of this was happening. Yeah, because yeah, you say Tony Khan's a busy guy. He's not just and it's very much reflected on Dynamite. And to do a seven out of ten, eight out of ten, legitimately only for the ultra hardcores, studio TV wrestling, at what cost? At yeah. what? Why go to the sake of affecting Dynamite and Rampage for this? It's, it's just the. The lack of priorities and it's all out of whack. Sort of like early NXT for me, this. Like, I probably won't watch week in, week out, dedicated. Well, I'll probably accidentally catch spoilers and stuff like that. 
when the pipes roll around and you do a little video package of here's what's happened over the last, I don't know, eight weeks yeah. in telly, great. But there's, there's nothing ROH does. Like, and I've said this a million times, I'm sorry. But with NXT, they offered something that Vince McMahon wouldn't. There's yeah. nothing in Ring of Honor that hasn't happened or will not happen on Dynamite. A great technical wrestling match, great, he does them on Dynamite. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah, it yeah. feels like it's worthless. A complete waste of time for me. A really good waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, Sige. I'm just going to put my feet up here. Wait for you to get into this. What's going on with the FTR? It's a good job I'm really hungry <laughs> at this point because I might have otherwise launched into a rant if this is the first thing that you've asked me in yeah. this double block of podcast recording. But then again, I think I'm just bored in general. I described this on Twitter earlier, the mega fans will forgive me, as Dax's, where am I going next? Do I hate AEW? Do I hate the road dog too much to go to WWE? Is MGF too, you know, politically shark-like to go back and work with? Because I'm burying him all over the podcasts. Well, what's next for Dax? I don't give a f*** anymore. <laughs> My God, he's insufferable. This is anti-first dance. Legitimately the opposite of that energy where you want it to happen desperately. You kind of know it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but the shredded doubt. It's perfect. This amazing thing, we're telling you it's pretty much going to happen. Just wait for it to happen. Fantasy book every single match. How many people are fantasy booking FCR matches? That's not what the conversation is because the conversation's stupid. I think the conversation's tedious. I think the idea of I'm a bit of a insufferable, exhausting mark for myself. Who do you want to see me wrestle? Well, no one if you're going to be like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely me. F- me. F- I want to see you wrestle. I what the best in the world. The best in the world, the best in the world. Oh my God, CM Punk's coming back and he's the best in the world. And I can already tell from this viral marketing campaign, which is genius, which you will have had a creative hand in, I have the implicit trust that what you're going to do is going to be amazing because it's already amazing before you get here. This vibe, this hype you've cultivated is the work of a genius. And oh my God, the genius is coming back to do wrestling matches. This Dax Harwood stuff, it's just... uh, He's going to come back to AEW, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is all some really incredibly tedious, elaborate work. And I'm just getting asked the wrong... I'm asking the wrong questions. I'm I'm not saying, will you please come back? I'm saying, will you shut up? I'm not saying, will you please wrestle all of these teams when you come back, please? I'm just saying, will you shut up? (laughs) I'm not saying, will you work a third match with the Young Bucks? I'm saying, will you please shut up? I'm not saying, oh, you know what? Now that tag team's wrestling's taken more seriously under Triple H and WWE, and you'd probably have great matches with the Usos. Will you do that? I'm saying, will you shut up? It's the most It's the most terrible promotion. You're not, you're not promoting your brand. The whole idea of promoting is getting excited about people about what's next. Mm. I'm just saying, like, please shut up. I'm not the only one. No. I'm not the only one. Interesting to see what happens in the coming days with this pape as well. 
excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts. Ahead of AW Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch so you can follow both of us. You can follow Mike Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. You can check out the SmackDown preview right now. Uh, and Wrestle Culture with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz is coming your way later on today. Bit of a boring podcast admin right now. Um, so me and Hamlet are doing the live stream. Do join us for that on uh, Sunday night for AEW Revolution. But it'd feel weird to review that show. Well, we'll we'll release what went down, the video we shoot immediately afterwards, running through the events of the pape. But we will, I promise, early next week, get the three of us, me and the Dadleys, around a table to properly discuss uh, Revolution. It's just Monday uh, will be, for the majority, uh, me and Hamlet asleep because of the timings of all this. But we will get around to it probably on Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled for our Revolution review in the coming days. And obviously we'll discuss all the fallout from that on the Dynamite and Rampage previews next week as well. Uh, But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.